welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Jen, 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 Jen from Liberty Lane. That's me. Hello. That is you. In the living technicolor, although there's no video. How are you, Liv? How are you doing? I'm all right, babe. So it's all about me, is it? It's all about me. Okay, fine. It's all about you. It's all about you. I was thinking as I was faffing around with the nightmare of the podcast, I was thinking, um, would we describe her as top five florist in the UK? Oh my God, no. Are you kidding me? Well, I (laughs) would you not? Where would you put yourself? Top Um, 10? I don't, I, don't, I don't like all of those arbitrary lists. There was one not long ago that put me in like top 10 in the UK. And I was like, okay, that's really nice. No, but based on what criteria? Because there are so many amazing mm. forests and it's just, I don't know. It makes me feel very, um, like a bit cringy when, when people say stuff like that. But I appreciate the sentiment. So Do you, you get imposter syndrome? Um, to be honest, I used to. Now, something happened to me a couple of years ago. Oh, I and, love it. Uh, is, is, was it like an accident? No, 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 no. I don't know what it was, but something just happened. And I all of a sudden just stopped caring what anyone thinks. And it's great. Oh. It's very freeing. And now I'm like, um, you know, if, some, if I feel like I might be getting imposter syndrome or if I feel like I'm comparing myself to someone, yeah, I just block, delete, unfollow move on and go about my day and just don't think about it anymore um, how wonderful I, it's very nice I have to be honest because I think it's it's quite rare to feel like this I do um, think that comes with age though and I, I yeah. think I'm probably younger than I am but I think that comes oh. with age because when I was younger it was a lot like I wanted everyone to like me and I had yeah. to like prove myself and I had to be I didn't have to be the best at everything because I, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you already are. No, 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 no. Not, everything. <laughs> not everything. Not everything. Not <laughs> everything. But I was like, I was like, if, you know, if people said you're funny, I had to be the funniest or, oh, or you're okay. really popular. I had to have the most amount of friends. Like yeah. I had to always push myself. Whereas as I've got older, I'm a bit like, mm, I care. I don't care as much about what so many people think. Absolutely. I don't need the biggest house. I don't need like the most Instagram no. followers. My God, that makes me like die a bit inside even saying that. Um, I don't need any of that. I just like my little life. You just need a my bunch job of flowers. That's it. Well, a lot, a lot of flowers, Liv. Come on, let's do a, a lot, lot of flowers. Of flowers. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know. I want to know everything. I've literally got so many, so many questions. Okay. So, okay. Where did where where did it all begin? Where does it all begin? Take us back. <laughs> take us back in time, Jen. Okay, I will try. Um, so I have done every job you can think of and actually um before I went into floristry I was working I was going to be a solicitor so I had just finished law school I was about to start my training contract and this was during uh the recession really so it was very very hard to find a training contract finally got there and I realized I literally hate this what am I doing I do not want to spend the rest of my life um behind a desk I can't think of anything worse yeah I'm just I think when you're a creative person you have to to let it out you cannot hold back because it will just it will cut out eventually Mm. um so there were a lot of other things going on in my life at the time and I was uh kind of still in touch with my now husband who uh is Australian and he I met him when we both lived in Australia but I moved back to the UK long story and we were like let's put a pin in that because I want to go back to that a bit later okay okay Everyone loves a love story, right? We love a love story. Yeah. I know. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a lawyer. I need to do something creative. And then he was like, okay, well, why don't you move to Australia? We'll see what happens. Um, 
and I was like, okay. I like <laughs> so... that that's his response. You didn't say, I want to be, I want to be a tanned surfer. That would make sense to then say, well, then I move mean, to Australia. But it's like, I want to be creative. I would we'll love move to Australia. To do that too. <laughs> no, I suppose, you know, it was obviously like an ongoing conversation because we're on opposite sides of the world. So we're like, yeah. what are we going to do? Um, and it just felt like, I don't know, the biggest things I've done in my life, I've just never looked back. I've just known it was the right thing to do and just done it. Um, so I moved That's within like, the balance. Well, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't, so. Oh, maybe I think it's just if you know you need to do something don't waste time yeah. um so yeah I moved to Australia within about three weeks of that and then we got married 18 months later and then we moved back to the UK and when we moved back I I didn't have a job I didn't know what to do mm. and he loves his job he's in the army loves it for some unknown reason um he wanted me so I, don't, I don't get it look the pin, i'm putting the pin in the the thought i have of, of an australian soldier that's where my oh. pin is okay okay i so, am intrigued by that yeah that's where my mind's going <laughs> okay <laughs> so you move okay. back with your hunky australian um, soldier yeah, I mean, he, I think he's hunky. I don't know if anyone else would, but I, I think he's great. Um, and then he booked me onto a floristry course because he knew I had always wanted Aww. to be a florist. It's just, it was kind of like, you know, when you're a little girl, you think, yeah. oh, I'd love to be a ballerina or oh, I'd love to be like a teacher or whatever. Yeah. I think I'd always in the back of my mind just wanted to be a florist. And I know it sounds very cliche. And no, romantic, that's so lush. But I think it's true. Yeah. yeah. So he put, he he did loads of research. Um, was this like unbeknownst to you? You didn't know he was Pretty doing much. all this? Pretty much. Oh my God, this is what he's like. I know. And so I he's a like hunky Australian <laughs> soldier with a kind heart. And he's, very, he's very brave. Very brave. Oh my <laughs> lordy. <laughs> I know. And he's got the accent and everything. Um, so yeah, he did loads of research, presented the options, let me pick. And then we literally oh. put our entire savings because we had no money um because he just moved back he it was a very long story um and we put all our savings into me doing this floristry course so ultimately there was no choice but it had to work (laughs) so I quite like that though because if it was like a bit of a whim and a bit of a oh you know we've got some spare cash so we'll just you know go off and do a little hobby it would be different you wouldn't have that sense of like urgency and hunger I suppose absolutely and I think you know there's absolutely nothing wrong at all with people that do floristry like you know they go to a floristry course and they think they want to start a business and then you realize starting your own business is incredibly hard yeah it takes so much money all your time all yeah. your effort all your stress everything goes yeah. into it um and yeah it's, it's very difficult so really I had no choice it had to work um and I think I ultimately found something that I'm good at I really enjoy and I don't know how many people can say that about their job so I well, feel exactly. very lucky how lucky. yeah so how um, long ago so I, did I, you finish oh, your training yeah. so that was in 2016 so what's that seven years six years something like that but uh-huh. I started my business properly um yeah I don't know maths <laughs> don't do maths in public <laughs> creative, that's my okay. life motto <laughs> exactly, exactly. Numbers, no thanks. um so I yeah I finished my course in 2016 and then you know you don't kind of get loads of bookings straight away do you no. so my first proper kind of wedding season was about 2018 and then obviously 2019 happened and then it was COVID so ultimately I've you know not really had that long feels That's like a long crazy. time I just COVID assumed, wiped out two years 
Yeah, yeah I just assumed mad. that you had been going for ages because you've become, I mean, maybe it's no. just me because I'm like fangirling over you. But I feel like <laughs> you, I know, but I am. You're like one of my oh, industry crushes. And I, just, I feel like that about you. Oh my God, stop it. I feel like you've been going for so long and you've got such a style and such a look mm. and you, I don't know what it is. Oh. That's, that's amazing because I didn't realise. Right. I just assumed you'd be going for like 10 years. Oh, that's really nice. I mean, I, it feels like I have. I yeah, mean, it I feels bet. like a long time and a very short time. Yeah, especially like during the summer, it feels like years of my life have been shaved off um, because you're so exhausted. But um, yeah, I think I just literally have worked every single day since even I even checked my emails on Christmas. Like, how sad is that? No, but I, I did think that. when it's your heart and soul and your whole life, yeah, yeah. you just it's just natural. You, you just. It's because you yourself, you have no other option. Absolutely. And it's because you love what you do. So when people um, yeah. have a go at me or you're working too hard or you're doing too much or, or you know, at, in the evenings when my husband comes home from work and we're sat on the sofa watching telly and I'm constantly checking my phone or on my phone and he has a go at me. It's that classic thing of when you're on watching telly with your partner and you're like, why are you on your phone? And then you're on your phone. And you're like, I'm waiting for you to get off your phone. Well, I'll get off my oh, phone when you get off your phone. Okay. That and is my life. Literally. I'm like, I look at him we and I'm like, I can't believe you're on your phone. <laughs> it's so, and I feel like I'm every like couple. with rage that he's not yeah. paying attention. Yes. And you're like, why does it matter we so much? We literally have that conversation. But then the worst is when they and come it, back well, to you and they're like, what just happened? What was just said? What did I miss? And you're like, no, I'm not yeah, telling you. I have to rewind all the time. <laughs> I'm not doing it. We're all the same, aren't we? All the same. But I'm on my phone all the time because to me, I I'm enjoy it. It's not like I have to answer mm. an email. I, you know, I last year I booked weddings on my own wedding anniversary, on my husband's birthday, on my own birthday. Oh my god. I know I'm I such mean, a bitch. But yeah. it's because I no, love it. Well, it's, it's what I love what to do. do. So I think you get to the point though, I'm sure, and I am at that point, I think, where I, I'm really trying to separate work and general mm. life. The problem for me is my husband works away during the week, and, you know, even sometimes like weekends or you know he's away for months. Yeah. So really, and I don't, I don't have kids, so really it's you know my, my life is my work, yeah. and there's nothing really stopping you. So I'm trying very hard. No, yeah, that's it, and I find you know anxiety levels are less if I get ahead so I'm not stressing that it's all last minute I know so yeah I don't mind you've got to make your own decisions don't you I might get a work phone though that's my next thing I'm thinking about yeah that's not a bad shout at all but then it wouldn't make any difference you still have it on and under your pillow at night it would just be a different phone yeah I know know. it would make no difference to your lifestyle the the waves yeah no no difference to your lifestyle at all yeah you're Um, right can I ask why Mm. what made you call it um Liberty Lane oh god I so everybody asked me this there is no lovely story um when I went to forestry school I had to pick a name and I loved the um like the business name Liberty and I loved the lane like but not because of the you know the um, businesses that already exist I just always loved those names and I was like god I have to pick a name what do I do couldn't use either of them put them together and I was like okay that's it and I'll just change it later I won't have to because I was doing branding I was doing like you know mood boards yeah. and that kind of stuff thought I would change it and then I got in too deep <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> So now I'm just Liberty Lane for the rest of time. Flyer, flyers <laughs> had been printed, business cards had been sent out. But um, pretty much, you didn't want to. You didn't just want to be Jen, 
Jen's flowers, Jen's blue. <laughs> no, it does sound I a mean, bit shit, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't really want to be ruthless, but no. No, I don't. Not quite the vibe I was going It's for. not your thing. No. So, no. That's interesting then. In your course, was a part of it, I suppose, like any decent course, any vocational decent course, mm-hmm. you learn not just the skill, but also how to push it into being a business and the marketing and the PR and, and all the admin and all the stuff that goes with it. So you, you weren't just learning about yeah. flowers. No, you know, it was the most amazing month of my life. I loved it, oh. but I don't think there's ever a course out there that will teach you how to run a business, start a business no. and have a successful business. You have to do that on your own by living it. Yeah, And, you know, even now every day I'm learning something like you know don't wait to pay your tax <laughs> pay it when oh you do God, your tax return <laughs> all that kind of stuff just get it done um all these little things about running a business it's just I think baptism by fire is the only way to describe it you have to do your best be professional work hard mm. and it will ultimately work out but you can't learn that in a course I think there's no way I think that sometimes so, and especially with weddings people question why these suppliers why we are expensive and they don't look at the behind the scenes they don't think about it because if they're hiring you as their Mm. wedding florist they just think well this woman has to buy flowers make them look pretty and bring them to my wedding well yeah but there's a lot of skill (laughs) and experience and time and effort and energy but not just with the flowers with the business and with the admin and with the yeah it's like people don't think that far back do they no they don't and that's not their fault at all I think they just don't know what goes into it but also you know I I don't think I'm expensive I know I am compared to some other florists but you know who how can I put a price on my ideas and my imagination and this sounds very cliche but no it's true you can't tell me that it's not worth what I know it's worth, what my time is worth. But then you and see, that's, that's why where the to... imposter syndrome comes in because I struggle with that because I'm like, well, oh. like when people, <laughs> like the fact that people even want me on their wedding day, I'm still like, oh, really? Really me? <laughs> I need... oh, yeah, I, I get that too. Yeah. Like, I think we all do, don't we? And I've got some weddings this year and I'm like, are you sure? Really? But you like, do. But babe, you do. You I mean, the wrong person? I don't know if you're, if this is like intentional, but I feel like, especially through your social media, I feel like you do some pretty big weddings. Like you do some pretty fancy venues oh, with some pretty big budgets, yeah. no? But that's not lost on me at all. Like I, I know what it's like to have no money and I know that the amount of money people are spending with me is insane yeah. and I take it extremely seriously I will never take it for granted yeah. and I think as well it really um you know sometimes you read like wedding blogs or you know that kind of thing and they're like oh how to save money on your wedding flowers when people think that do you hate like that? prices automatically just because it's a wedding oh my of course it's so <laughs> offensive that people think we would try and rip them off just because they're having a wedding and not a party believe me if you came to me and said it was a party I would charge you exactly the same it would be no if it were a wedding because that's just what things cost. No, and I don't know why anybody would think it would be different. It's bizarre. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, it's all it's all very strange. Um, what was your question again, Liz? I've already forgotten. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Darling. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm just listening to you speak oh, right, right. and thinking, why didn't I have my why didn't I have oh. my own coffee here? Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's no, no, I know it's very expensive, and actually, I feel like with someone said to me the other day what's your ideal client or what are you what are the 
couples like mm. that choose you. And that's really, really hard to pinpoint. But what something that I think maybe we're similar in is yeah. that I, my price point kind of puts me in the middle so that you're either saving up to have me there or it's just another expense. But either way, I'm getting all different types of people. And either way, to me, it's a lot of money. So it doesn't matter to me whether you're yeah. getting married in a village hall and your budget's eight grand or you're getting married in a manor house and it's a hundred grand because it's still, I still think it's a lot of money. Absolutely. And, um, you know, people trust me to be part of their wedding, which is massive. I will never, like I said, I'll never take that for granted. No. And I feel very lucky to even be considered for most of these jobs. And I'm finding increasingly, you know, I'm, it, all my bookings mostly now are coming from word of mouth or referral. Most of them are through wedding planners, which in itself is such a compliment. That's amazing, that I'm isn't going it? to repeat business from people planning. It is. They're planning these amazing celebrations and to be on their list of florists that they would consider for their clients is just incredible. Um, and with that, you know, comes more creativity and larger budgets to be able to do something amazing. Mm. But then, you know, some of the best weddings I've ever, my favourite wedding, I think, I've ever been able to do was for a client whose wedding was cancelled in COVID so many times. Oh. And they ended up having a wedding in lockdown. They had, I think they had six guests and they were just the most beautiful clients. Really? They were so understanding and kind and let me do whatever I wanted because they were just grateful. Where to was have the wedding and what were the and flowers that, you know, like? That, so, <laughs> well, that's a story in itself. Oh, good. Tell so, me. No, um, we like stories. Was, we um, like stories. And if it's boring, okay. I'll just edit I mean, it out. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it probably is boring. <laughs> I'm not sure how professional it is either. But I'll just yes, tell you. It's it. probably reassuring to other florists to hear this. So um, it was in a marquee near Oxford, um, a lovely restaurant. And they literally said to me, whatever you want to do sounds great. So I did this sketch of an idea that I had we were doing um like big branches at the marquee poles and like an overhead kind of freeze with dried leaves and things uh kind of like tumbling down overhead Amazing. above them anyway I spoke to my supplier and I told them what I wanted and it was not their fault but they totally misinterpreted and when I went to pick up the product it was very bad no. <laughs> not it was unusable so I actually turned up to this wedding with nothing like I had nothing to work with because I just didn't know what no. I could use oh my god so anyway, stressful had, no one would think about was, that that actually you're relying on other people you're re you've well, got your suppliers to rely on that's the hardest part of this I, I can talk more about that as well but um that's one of the hardest parts is sourcing the right products anyway I turned up to this wedding and I was like right we have to make this work. So luckily, I had the most amazing team. I was like, okay, on the road up to this restaurant, I spotted a ditch. So of course you did. Can you go in this ditch and pull out these massive dead branches Love it. that I saw in there? Luckily, it was the right time of year. Pulled them out. They were huge. They were literally perfect. When you say, like, okay, when you say ditch, do you, do you mean, now tell me honestly, no one's listening. Do you mean ditch or was it someone's garden? <laughs> did you go into someone's garden? No, it was no, no. I sure? wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't would judge not. you. I Anything would. for a wedding? Um, no, I promise yeah, I would right. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have done that. I I have actually knocked on people's doors before and said, "Your um hollyhocks, absolutely beautiful. Would you mind?" Love your pampers, babe. Yes. When you say it's for a wedding, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They always say yes, unless they're like you know, they're very proud of their garden or something. Um, so yeah, we pulled these branches out and they were literally the most perfect things ever. And we managed to do the most amazing wedding that I'm still getting asked about now. And it was 
only because there was the right kind of ditch with branches in. What are the odds? So it all worked out in the but end. But you say, yeah, you I say know, it was the right beautiful. kind of ditch. It was the it was the right kind of ditch. That's the tagline <laughs> for this podcast episode. The yeah. right kind of ditch. But you were the right kind of person to see the beauty in the ditch. Do you see? Those Do you things. see? I, yeah. Other people, babe, I, that would have just I been a ditch. That kind of goes back. Yeah. Well, luckily they were there, and I. Uh, I had the right kind of people to help me pull them out. So it all worked out. The thing is, as well, it's a very stressful situation. The thing is, as well, is that people don't realise when someone says to me, like, oh, my wedding was absolutely seamless. Nothing went wrong. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding (laughs) where nothing's gone wrong. Like, I guarantee you something. That's because they've got. They've got a good team that's hidden it from them. Yeah. They've got the right suppliers. There are are no weddings where things go smoothly behind the scenes. It just doesn't really work. I mean, maybe occasionally. It just doesn't work that way. Um, but if you have the right suppliers, you will never know. You'll never they know. They will never know. And also, um, they will, what's really no. nice as well is I think that people, especially with celebrants, but actually in the industry, and we're, we're sort of close. We're both Cotswoldy, Bathy, Bristol, Gloucester, Cheltenham. Um, yeah. And yeah. everyone, as you grow in the industry, people tend to know each other. And I feel like, we all help each other out as well. So you, we, if something does go totally. wrong, you just fix it. And I don't think I would have been able to do any weddings without having the most amazing team. And they are incredible. And it blows me away that these people will work so hard for someone else. Because I just yeah, because you wouldn't. <laughs> incredible. But we, yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but you know, they're they're so creative in their own right, and they work so hard for me, and I'm like, oh, I just feel very lucky. See, that's that's um, maybe yeah, a little bit of imposter amazing. syndrome is that you think that why would these people, you know? Yeah, maybe. I think it's because I see I see their own skill, um, and but then I also know that there are quite a lot of creative, maybe just florists. I'm sure it's the same in other creative um, like parts of the wedding industry where they just don't want the, the stress, they don't want the hassle, mm. they don't want the anxiety yeah. of doing these events. And they are more than happy working for someone else, knowing they're going to get paid a certain 100%. amount and still getting to work with flowers and be creative. 100%. So yeah, I get, I see both sides. It's a of it. lot of, it's a me, lot of pressure and it's a lot of responsibility. And like you say, you know, when you turned up to that wedding yeah. and you, your suppliers didn't give you the right stuff, they don't that bride and groom or that that couple they don't care they they pay you to do a job do your job it's my wedding day yeah like absolutely. It's, it's the it's so yeah. much pressure so yeah that's something that I see I wouldn't even think about but I suppose you don't think mm. about the suppliers to the florist so do you now tell me do you go to flower markets or do you do it all online like you talk to Holland I do you try, phone Holland hey Holland I try and avoid it do I phone yeah. Holland dial into Holland I'm um, dialing in no. Holland people so, I mean I, <laughs> dialing in Holland now it's like Eurovision <laughs> um, so I try to avoid it as much as possible because I need to sleep and if we have to go to Covent Garden you have to get up so insanely yeah. early so I I try my British as much as I possibly can. Mm. That in itself is is tricky. But I have an amazing supplier um, and they grow the most amazing flowers and they can do big quantities, which is unusual for British flower That's growers. amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very lucky. They don't have that many clients, so I'm lucky that they all supply me. Um, and then I try and use smaller flower farms if I can, but... We just don't have the time to be driving around no. to lots of 
suppliers to collect. So sometimes I do have to order in from Holland and that's fine. It's just, you know, a means to an end. And their flowers are beautiful. They're not as individual and unique as British flowers. But when you fill in with Dutch and you have like the amazing blousy, billowy British flowers as the star, it looks great. Do you think think that British flowers are amazing? Do you think they're like some of the best in the world? Oh, they are the best. Oh, well, there you go. They, They are Oh my God, there is no comparison. Um, we are so, so lucky over here that every season has something different and incredible. And the amount of work that these growers put in is just, it's second to none. Um, and I wish that there were, there was a way that we could have more and have huge quantities of them. Um, I know that there's been talk of like doing hubs and that kind of thing and all the growers coming together, but I think logistically it's very difficult. So that's so interesting. Yeah, I try and get British whenever I can. So in yeah. terms of seasonal, it, I, it's, then it's not suitable for no, everyone. Well, of course, this is the issue. You see, so when brides mm-hmm. say to me about saving money, I say, well, maybe if you choose, speak to your florist. But if you choose flowers that are in season, then that might cut costs a little bit. So how do you how do you do that? How do you go about? If someone's yeah. getting married in, I mean, I suppose, right, it depends on the time of the year. So if they're getting married like April to August, you've got a lot more to choose from. But if they're getting married in January, do you, how how much do you personally push the seasonal <laughs> thing? So I am very, uh, I keep saying lucky, I suppose. Like You're I am, so I lucky. Also and also it makes me think of that Britney Spears song. She's so lucky. You know, she's a star. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's my theme tune. That's my theme tune. Um, I, I've worked very hard to get to the point where I don't really take on weddings between like November and March. Oh. I would do if it was the right one, but for me, I work so incredibly hard mm. during the summer that I don't financially need necessarily to work. For those but months. also that's admin also, time, I right? know that I won't be able that's to do admin time. That's it. That's when all your bookings are coming yeah. in. And you know, I take bookings twelve months out. Usually it's less than that. Maybe it's like six to eight months, depending on the planner or the yeah. client. And I find that this time of year is is really busy for that. So and also you need downtime. Hundred like percent rest. <laughs> so um, Jen needs yeah. a little Jen time. So doesn't yeah, she? I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. I do. I do. Um, and then, you know, if I've, if I've got the right inquiry for this time of year, of course, I would absolutely take on. But they would not get very many British flowers, if any. Yeah. You know, February's okay-ish. There's tulips, there's like uh, snowflakes, that kind of thing. There's not much. But January, December, there's really not much around. No. So, th- so it's that yeah. difficult, isn't when it? When it comes to candles, pricing. Just do candles. Of, yeah. Just loads of candles and dead branches for dick. Yeah, Perfect. dead. <laughs> what more do you want? They look great. Nothing says I love you like I'm a dead branch my work, am I? from a ditch. I mean, I'm not against a ditch. I quite often get changed I mean, in a ditch on my way to the wedding great. ceremony. That's yeah, do that's you? like my thing. Yeah, I can imagine that. Ca- I know. It doesn't surprise I've me. I've done all, all sorts actually. in a ditch. You know that story yeah, that Prince oh, Harry right. said about the older woman in the. I mean, we're going off piece now, but. <laughs> It wasn't me, you know. She's. You're I'm not just older than no, Prince thank Harry. You, thank no, you. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying that people do things in ditches, you know. Uh, so, so yeah. I can, I can how imagine. do you talk me through your process? Like when? So let's say I'm booking my wedding and I come to you and I look on your socials, which are amazing, and I look on your website, which is beautiful, by the way. And um, 
where does it begin? Oh. Is it just a case of, hi, I'm Liv, I'm getting married here on this day. I want to book you. What's the process to get from that point to the wedding day? Like, how does the yeah. vision come together? Yeah, so really there's two kind of separate tracks, I suppose. One is a client inquiry. So they would contact me usually, uh, it'll be through my website. I don't take inquiries any mm-hmm. other way. So they would email me um, with all the details, when, where, the kind of vibe, if they put their photographer, that kind of thing. And I think knowing who your photographer is, is actually super helpful when it comes to knowing your style, because I think the two go in hand very well, because the photographer is usually one of the first suppliers they would book. Um, So we would have a call, usually over Zoom, so we can see each other. If they're local, I'll go meet them in person, but usually it's over Zoom, because I don't do that many local, local weddings um then we'll do some kind of rough pricing I don't usually do a mood board or anything at that Mm. stage which I know a lot of florists do but for me I feel like that's my IP like that's my ideas and someone needs to pay me for those well (laughs) yeah I'm not gonna give everything away no that's fair enough but then but then what do you do if they the couple in question like literally don't know anything they're like oh I want loads of color but I don't know what type of flowers or I want all whites or I want delicate or I, I mean some people have no idea I'm into flowers I love flowers but even I don't know the bloody latin names for them well you don't need to know at that point do you I think what most people would say is okay we're getting married in the church so I'd be like okay have you thought about having an arch or do you like some urns or maybe you know something for the aisle and we make the suggestions in that way we don't kind of talk about got it so at the beginning they need later. to have an idea of budget and of what they can get for that budget like yeah. how many bouquets and buttonholes exactly. and stuff but they don't need to know what it's going to look like at that point no and that's where they kind of need to trust me on yeah. that and again increasingly I'm finding clients are like okay this is our budget off you go how lovely what do you want to do with it and trusting me to come isn't that yeah. a dream like that well, is a creative you say that but the, when couples say to me I don't even want to hear the ceremony before you read it I'm like no honestly you do because I can be oh, a little bit no. close to the wind yeah. <laughs> I'm like no honestly please someone yeah. read this thing before I <laughs> pronounce it to the world just make sure I can't be yeah. let loose fully yeah all your friends and family for the I rest know, of can time can you imagine but that's yeah as especially as I mean you are I'm going to go with floor floral artist you are a floral artist oh yeah you I are. like that I have this conversation with my friend Kate all the time I'm like what is you're a floral artist, artist we are. We're or floral otherwise artists. known as a fart a fartist a fartist a fartist you're a fartist okay. <laughs> maybe not yeah all right I'll work on it I'll work quite, on it uh, yeah it's not you're not selling I'll work it, on it. Sorry. so <laughs> they so they say that and then you I guess there's kind of like a break period like with all um us suppliers because quite often if they do book you so far ahead then you actually don't need to speak to them for like six to 12 months or whatever um and then do you then do a mood board or Pinterest? I mean is Pinterest like do you hate it or does it help um I find it inspiring and very uninspiring at the same time I was having this conversation with a planner I'm working with uh recently and sh- i was saying to her i'm so sick of having to use pinterest to try and show someone the ideas that are in yeah. my head because they haven't been done yet and there's no way i can try and draw it for you but there's no way of actually showing you what it's that's going to hard look like because then they and have to just trust don't trust. they They just have to trust really that hard. you can do it yeah yeah exactly and you know 90 percent of my clients are absolutely fine with that 
but I totally get the ones that are like, oh, we just can't imagine how that's yeah. going to look. And I'm like, but it'll look great. Just trust me, yeah. please. And I totally understand that they need a bit more to work with. So that's where Pinterest is really, really useful. And we can pull, you know, different images that all together work to give you an idea of how everything will look. Um, but yeah, so we'll do a site visit, which to me is the most important part because that's when we meet in person and look at the space and you know come up with some designs mm, together and describe it and, and then help after visualize. that that's when we do a full quote yeah exactly exactly um and then we'll do a quote a mood board multiple mood boards usually um and then i've got one wedding this year where i think my mood board is like 100 <gasps> pages long because there's so many events and different things there's so much going on so they're really that's in depth so- uh, and then get it all signed off and then it happens but that's to be honest it happens very not quickly but usually within the space of about six months and I find it better when clients book to the date because they're less inclined mm. to change their mind and see different ideas on Pinterest because there's so much choice online on Instagram out kind there of thing. and if they're into their <laughs> yeah. flowers which I would assume they are if they've come to someone like you if they're into their flowers, then they, like me, they would enjoy looking at Pinterest and they enjoy looking at all the different options. But then it can be so overwhelming, can't it? Because yeah. in theory, you've only got one wedding. Exactly. In so you, you want to you get it right, don't you? I always say, you don't, you don't, I, well, that's it. But then also, you know, I feel very lucky and I'm sure you'll feel this way, that I got married before I joined the yes. wedding industry before Pinterest really yes. was huge. Because now, how the hell do you choose what you want? How do you? I'd know? struggle. There's so many options and people. Yeah, it's, I'd struggle. It's and even now, um, when I go to different venues, I, think, I literally will walk into a venue and be like, "Well, I need to. I need to do something here." I'm thinking about doing a lot more for charity, just so <laughs> yeah. that I can host events and, and decorate <laughs> nice spaces. Is that what it's taken. You okay. know, I'm going to become a charitable. I like when. You're such a philanthropist. I'm going to be Liz, like, honestly. you know, those women on like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that do charity work at the weekends. That's what I'm going to be like in my mind. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's very, it's so there fabulous. is, there is so much choice. Do you get people, um, I mean, it's, we know what it's like. We work with people. We work in the people industry. So you're going to get all sorts of characters. Mm. Um, but do you get a lot of people who are like, I absolutely cannot have carnations? <laughs> Um, yeah, which ironically is what I've got in my workshop at the moment, loads of carnations, because they're so fabulous. Yeah, um, florists love, love carnations, um, yeah, I mean, but I sometimes... feel like people don't love them that much. Yeah, they're great. No, people don't know. This is the thing. And that's why you have to trust yeah. like, and take the guidance that your vendors that you've chosen are trying to give to you. So, you know, and 90% of my brides say, oh, I just love peonies so much. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're really beautiful, but... They they don't smell very no, good. They don't, and they are so temperamental, and they're gonna they smell terrible, and they're gonna cost you a lot more because we have to order in extras because I you know guarantee you seventy five percent of them won't open, and I can't risk not having enough, so it's gonna cost more to have peonies. If you love them, of yeah. course you can. But have you thought about this rose or this amazing tulip or like all these other incredible flowers around? I know. May? Well, that's it. So isn't it? yeah, it's just having. I got married in enough. October, and I I yeah. said to my florist, and I was very. I am. I just love flowers. My mum's always wanted to be a florist. She at she actually did our wedding flowers. We had a florist that did 
oh. my bouquet and the buttonholes oh, but nice. she did the wedding flowers in the venue mm-hmm. and and in the church and everything and she she's honestly she's incredible with with um with stems and um I went to my florist and I we'll get married oh. in October and I said I really I want peonies peonies <laughs> are my favorite she was like peonies aren't in season it's October I was like cat don't mm-hmm. talk to me cat I must have peonies it's absolutely essential <laughs> and it was like one of my biggest bridezilla moments I was like I have to have uh... peonies but you're right why did I have to have bloody peonies I didn't. I had ranunculus. Oh my god, I well, love you didn't ranunculus. Have peonies, right? Yeah. And aren't they incredible? And if you get, you know, um a florist that can get them in for you a week, ten days early, and they're almost just at the point where they're going over, but they're that's when all the flowers are at yeah. the best, which is so stressful. They're so ruffly and huge and like they fade to the most amazing colours. And I would choose that a million times so over. You do all this leading so, up yeah, to it, and then I suppose do you God, this is so intense, isn't it? I feel like you're on a timeline because you've got to order it. How far before the wedding do you order it? And then it comes and then what if it's not right? And how can you trust the pictures and mm. to Holland to even know what they're doing? This is stressful just thinking about it. Yeah, it's very stressful. And this is the hardest part because right now on my, ta- on my table right in front of me, I've got a huge vase full of tulips that I have ordered hoping that I will be able to get the same ones for a wedding in May unlikely but they're so perfect for that wedding and I've got them now so I can test how long it would take for them to get to the perfect point dedication for this design I've got in mind it is I mean luckily I I haven't yeah it's not like a terrible commitment but it's just you know all these little things no it could be so much worse um so yeah it's it's a very long process and then it all happens in the space of four to five days um when everything has to be perfect and you're managing you know tens of people lots of suppliers deliveries and then all these flowers which are a perishable that is mental trying that to is keep mental. them alive There's, that's so just too much just right i just point. no i think stressful. i don't think you should do this anymore <laughs> it is a lot it's too much that's why we charge babe, the big bucks, babe, you need to charge more it's too <laughs> yeah. that's too stressful okay <laughs> I, I don't and you're right they're perishable it it's like you know what if oh no have you ever yeah. had like a proper like issue with i don't know transport or weather or like literally like a massive omft um, what am i going to do yeah i mean the, the ditch, ditch scenario the ditch situation ditch was one gate. of those i think yeah the ditch but then we found the right ditch. Um, no, I haven't. And that's because I trust my supplier. So, I mean, it's different from Holland because you literally put your order in and it's on you if they yeah. are wrong because you're looking at a picture on a web shop and hoping that what you're seeing in the picture is what they're going to look like. It's nothing you can do. Um, but when it comes to British, I send my mood board to my grower oh. and they will make suggestions and then I'll be able to order by the bucket for you know what varieties they might have available and also I think they are the more you work with people the more they understand how you work mm. and how they work and they will ask me what do you Teamwork. need this year what can we grow for you I've had growers in the past grow patches just for me and obviously that's a big trust thing as well because trusting that you're going to use it when they sow them that I will use them exactly that I will buy these things that they're growing for me and of course I, I would but yeah, it's a really, really big so, thing. And it's not 
playing with flowers. Well, I know. This is it. People have no idea. People are idiots. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) People have no bloody idea. If you want to play with flowers, go to Aldi and buy the roses for two ninety nine. That smell a diddly <laughs> effing squat. If you want real flowers and real skill and yeah. talent, I tell you, I'm getting incredibly passionate for this. Can I? I could work in your PR or HR or whatever. Um, there I must be a lot of waste. <laughs> I mean, if if you get it wrong, there is. I think I've got it wrong on a couple of occasions. I try very, very hard yeah. not to. Because that's money that you're you're wasting. It's you know it is product, and it's very sad that ultimately it's your profit yeah. you're wasting. So we, I don't really work to stem counts. That's not how I. I don't find it inspiring no, or creative not, at no. all. But you have to be realistic. And for some things, when I'm ordering from Holland, I will order mm. to a stem count because I know I know what they will be used for. It's when it comes to things like big installations, where you know I'm buying from a grower by the the big yeah. bucket. And they fill a bucket. They don't. They don't count the stem count. Okay. They just fill the bucket. So you have to know how how much that will be, how much that's going to look like, how far that will go. Sometimes that can yeah. be wrong um, because I, I I presume there'd be more mm. and there would be less. But overall, the more you do, the more weddings you do, the more orders you place, you you start to how much you will get. From yeah. That. See that just that um, in itself is a skill. I did have a massive. Yeah, and also I've learned the hard way. Don't do it when you're jet lagged. <laughs> don't play orders you're when you're really drunk. tired because that's where it goes wrong. Oh, I mean that too. Probably you should never. But, you should never <laughs> I mean, name me a night. You should never buy anything. No, you should never buy anything when you're drunk. When we were on our honeymoon, my husband bought a bloody van on the last night because he was pissed. I know. Oh. Where were you? Yeah, yeah, we were abroad. abroad. He went on eBay. I don't know. And one of my best friends bought a three-piece sofa when she was pissed as well. Oh. Totally forgot about it. And then was like, <laughs> the sofa was delivered. I was like, I didn't order this. Oh, my <laughs> the God. Only, I think the only thing I've ordered <laughs> drunk oh, was a pack of three scrunchies from Instagram that had like a hidden zip. It was very strange. I can't explain it to you. Um, but that's so good because... So tell me, though, when you do, if you don't have waste when you're preparing for the wedding, what about afterwards because I used to work at a venue and on occasion so people we would pack up people's decorations and flowers on the night of the wedding after they left and then put them in the store cupboard and they would be collected the next day but and sometimes the couples would give us some because there was just too many to take home but it was sometimes they were just left and I just thought god that's so sad like what and I think that's a lot of my couples that's their biggest thing at the moment is with flowers it's like you say it is perishable Mm -hmm. a cake you can eat it it's gone but and flowers it's the (laughs) enjoyment and it's the photos and it's the whatever whatever but how do you how do you tackle that because it I don't know I just it's so sad isn't it yeah so I think you know I need to be careful not careful but I'll, I'll be honest that is it's a very wasteful industry yeah. the wedding industry there's you know, a lot of things we could improve I think that we as an industry put an insane amount of pressure on our mm. small businesses to act a certain way and it's extremely difficult when you are working with mm. limited resources or perhaps smaller budget weddings to 
be completely sustainable, of to course. be completely green. It's just not possible. Yeah. We all do our best. So when it comes to waste, we encourage uh, the clients and their guests to take home yeah. as much as they possibly can. And usually it's a, it's like a bloody yeah, bonfire. I, Everyone's I like, love oh, going I to weddings that like that. I want to take that. Yeah. <laughs> usually, or, you know, we can wrap them up at the end if that's something that the client would like. And, you know, it's in their budget for us to come back and do that. Perfect. Love it. I always am so happy to hear clients want to take the flowers home. If they don't, we come back, we derig everything. And obviously, you know, if we're doing arches or like big installations, we have to derig about ourselves. Um, and then we will take it back and it gets disposed of on the farm where we have our, mm. our workshop. So we'll try and compost what we can. Um, it's an organic farm, so we have to be careful. Yeah. Not all of it can be composted, so that will just be disposed of differently. Um, but yeah, you know, there's lots of things that you can do to, to be more sustainable it just might not be i mean but it is like you say it's the nature of the beast Um, isn't it like with bakers you know with cakes you've got to crack a few eggs do you know what i mean you're just (laughs) there's gonna be exactly exactly, there's gonna be some waste and actually people people who do get on their high horse about all that stuff well then don't then don't do it don't (laughs) don't have these suppliers don't have that kind of wedding (laughs) like don't have a go at people for doing something that they want to do on their big day if you don't agree with it like it's not your wedding shut up carol no no, exactly i think you know we're all very quick to judge sometimes and i know there are so many florists out there who are absolutely scraping by doing their best and if they need to use a bit of oasis Mm. to save time or like because that's just what the design dictates yeah just go for it like don't be so hard on yourself i still use it sometimes of course yeah we really need to be more understanding um and then just try and like do better that's all we can do is just try and do better and not beat ourselves up for it that's beautiful on that occasion i love that oasis um but there are forests out there massive forests that are you know managing to be completely sustainable phone one maybe not sustainable but completely Mm. phone free that kind of thing i'm sure they're still driving exactly still going on (laughs) holidays they're still flying in planes you know we're not all perfect so yeah i think just live and let live just just live your life (laughs) do your best i love that i love that just generally though you're right like just do your best do what you can don't be hard on yourself if you can't do it 100 percent all the time yeah absolutely i try and recycle you know i have a little garden i try and grow some of my own flowers unfortunately some of them come from holland i mean holland holland need business too you know the time holland need help Help (laughs) well it's true they honestly they have had the worst time of it in holland because they you know during covid they had to there were videos going around of them literally throwing i remember tens, seeing those videos yeah of euros worth of flowers away it is heartbreaking and even now that's why flower prices are so incredibly high because growing cycles have been stopped they've been stunted mm. they're not growing as many products because yeah. they weren't selling as many and that you know obviously inflates flower prices because it's all done and it's a ricochet auction. effect it's for, it's the so covid effect affected everyone yeah. differently but everything is a ricochet effect so yes it's not inexpensive to have a florist at a wedding but it's it's not we're not taking the piss it's 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 affected us so it has to then of course eventually affect you oh yeah and the pressure on us because we know when we send a quote it will be you know i I remember from my own wedding when i opened up my 
wasn't in the wedding industry, I was horrified. It was so much more than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, well, that's it. No, we that's just can't it. have flowerless flowers. wedding. And, you flowerless know, I wedding. Won't be able to have an arch. Like, yeah, that's just it. That's, that's fine. Um, and, you know, obviously, we did have the flowers, but it wasn't anything like I dreamed my wedding with flowers would be. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, it was perfect. Like, I didn't need all that extra stuff. Like, it's fine. And we set yeah. weekly board on it and no more. And that's, that's, that's absolutely fine. You don't need to have all these crazy things. There were weddings that you see from people that have mm. enormous budgets and you look at that as inspiration. And that's great. That's all it needs to be, inspiration. It doesn't need to be a comparison. It doesn't need to be like, yeah. how your wedding looks. You just need to have what you love. So, yeah, something I've been thinking about a lot is there is no point trying to be classic, trying to be timeless, trying to have a wedding that won't date. Have what you love, yeah. because in 10 years, it's going to have dated anyway. See, now that's you interesting, because that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think, how do you see the trends have changed? Because that's the other thing, isn't it? Mm. There's, there are trends in the wedding industry, like any industry, and things change year yeah. on year. But, but there are obviously styles and vibes and bits and pieces that are, are timeless and that will always be popular but it, with flowers in particular I've seen like that is a huge shift I mean sort of 30 yeah. 40 years ago it was tight uh rose bouquets with di oh my god if I saw a diamante <laughs> in the middle of a rose oh I would vomit in my mouth I'm telling you now no chair oh, covers and no diamantes no. and roses and chair sashes no, unacceptable you. I mean there'll be people out there that love that and that's absolutely great that's yeah but you know those are the kind florist. of people that have like yesterday I was in the car park and a woman had a diamante steering wheel cover in her car and I was oh very God. close to taking a picture I mean I kind of no that. actually no a little bit of me no? did love it I was like yeah. could I get that in <laughs> I was like could I get that in, in an ironic Honda. way no, it doesn't have to be ironic. You just own it. If you've got a diamond steering wheel cover, you get one. You do what but you there, want. But there have been, I mean, huge shifts. You know, at the, the last, I mean, it's very much your style, but the last couple of years, it's been like these huge installations and these a lot more wild looking, a lot more fern, a lot more green. You know, one yeah. year it's eucalyptus, one year it's gypsophilia, which by the way, smells like cat piss. Um, what, like, how do you see the trends changing? I find it fascinating because I think you yeah. see it really easily with flowers. I think what I want to do ultimately is to be above the trends. Does that, Love I mean, it. that sounds very Hashtag like, help Holland, know. hashtag um, like, above trends. Myself, but... Love it. <laughs> We're going viral. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, I think you know when you start working with a lot more planners, and they're all working with their clients as individuals to pull out what it is their clients like yeah. and what they want and their personalities. You know, a lot of planners now are like, okay, where do you like eating? What kind of music do you yeah. listen to? I, I I had this most amazing brief from um, a planner called Alexis that I'm working with. She's uh, her business is called Willow and Oak Events, and she's doing incredible designs. She sent me this brief. She's she's American, so maybe that's why. Mm. But anyway, I opened this brief. It was all online, and there was like an accompanying soundtrack <gasps> to go with the, the brief as you're oh reading God, about I love the client. That. And their kind of music and the food that they like and where they like to, to go on holiday and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense yeah. that we are knowing like so much about them as individuals because that shapes their wedding and how they want it to look and feel. And with those high budget events, that's why they are spending this amount of money because they want it to be a personal 
event. But then that's but that's a newer thing. That's a newer thing as well, which is why what I do is becoming more and more popular. Is because people do want it to be personalised. But I think even just ten years ago, it wasn't Mm. it wasn't about the couple. It was about the couple's family and about keeping up with the Joneses and about having um, the biggest, most lavish wedding you could do, whatever your budget, whatever that looks like. Um, But now it is becoming more personalised and it makes total sense. You know, I. When I say to my couples, I'm, yeah, yeah, I write your ceremony, but I I kind of become your best friend and your therapist. And I do like, I, I know everything about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the wedding industry is so massive and so yeah. it can be so impersonal. And I think a lot of people take it. Um, I don't know how to put it. it. It's it doesn't need to be over the top. No. It doesn't need to be like a huge event it just needs to be there that's not you it just needs to be a reflection of the yeah, people getting exactly. married whatever that looks like exactly exactly and I love that I love creating something different for each person for each client rather yeah um and pulling out yeah love and I think trend wise you know there are definite trends yeah I'm seeing a lot of um like obviously the British flowers I wouldn't call it a trend it's more of a movement I suppose you know supporting British growers yeah that's huge and with with that comes a more natural organic kind of style mm-hmm. and then things like I'm seeing smaller bouquets I'm seeing um like lots of color or no color yes Not yes much where it's like people are veering yeah. away from the dirty pink and dusky rose yeah. and greens aren't they they're veering away exactly. from the pastels the, the blush is Thank going God for the that. blush is going <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's not that many blush flowers, ironically, which is very difficult for us. And you like a few that I can think of at the moment. Um, So yeah, it's nice. I've got a couple of weddings this year where it's like full on colour and then some where they are very neutral. So yeah, I think there's a real distinction between that. There's not much in the middle at the moment. Um, What else? Do people... I I don't know if it's um, just the kind of clients that I book. Do people... uh, I was going to say boutonnieres. That's the American way of saying it. Buttonholes. Is buttonholes, boutonnieres, all boutonnieres. Um, do they? Mm. Is that still every, every wedding? I feel like even they've started to look different. They've got bigger and stuff. Do people no. wear corsages? No. Well, I mean, some do. I, you know, I kind of actively encourage my clients to think about it. Now. Like, do you actually want this? Why are you having yeah. this? Do you need it? Do you need all your groomsmen to have a buttonhole? No. Why? Do you know what? Because the, before everyone the knows the stress who they are. of them putting on their buttonholes. Every single bloody wedding, I end up putting on buttonholes before the ceremony, and they're like, "Oh, have you have you got no. one, Gareth? No, have you we got one? We do Kat? that usually. No, where's mine? Where's my? What? Where's that woman that knows what to do with the pins? Well, oh my god. We we try to do that for all of our groom's parties. We try and do it ourselves so that they're put on correctly on the right side yeah. and not upside down. But tracking them down, bloody hell. Oh my hell, God, I know. Finding all the groomsmen is so difficult. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. So what we usually do, I know, and I don't know who they are. Um, so usually we, okay, we say, right, meet us here at 11am and we'll put them on for you. And then it's their responsibility to make sure that yeah. they're there on time yeah. so we can put them on. And it usually works out okay. It just, it just depends. But yeah, there's usually someone there to help with it. Do you, um, in terms of yeah, In terms cool. of the trends, I feel like, something that you I know that you do exceptionally well is the wild like installations the big sort of really romantic 
um, British grown stuff. I don't know. I don't know what other words yeah. to describe it. But if you go on, <laughs> yeah, if you go on the Liberty Lane Instagram and the website and everything, you'll see all her oh. work. And it is just, it's so, I'm sort of, I'm squeezing my shoulders in because it makes me feel like that, like a bit of a hug, like a romantic sort of, oh, it's just, and I'm, nice I'm wafting my left it. hand in like a sort of silky motion because <laughs> that's how they make me feel. Like you're wandering through a I garden. I am. I'm wandering through a garden flowers. of love. But on the other hand, the other style oh. that you have done, because it was the style that you did at a wedding that I was celebrant for, Jess and Dan's at Middleton Lodge, was a lot more structural. Mm. Yes. And a lot more art. It's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. And I think that those two styles are becoming these yeah. styles, either sort of willowy, wispy, romantic abundance or very modern simple structural do you think yeah you've nailed it you've oh absolutely God, nailed it. it and I think so for me I I feel like my personal style and hopefully kind of the way that my business style is going is somewhere in between yeah. the two and for me that's because I look at a lot of Australian yes. forests you know, having lived there, I just went to Australia for five weeks to go on like a, a fact-finding mission. Oh, amazing. Is that what you're it's telling your, your accountant? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're telling exactly. the tax manual. It was mix. totally business related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't say too much about that. Um, but yeah, I went over, worked with loads of different florists over there. I spent, you know, over a month. How amazing. How work, what kind of flowers they're using, how they make things. It was great because I love what they're doing and they're doing that kind of style, like at mm. Jess and Dan's wedding, much more flower heavy, very kind of architectural, mm. structural, um, not as wispy, mass flowers, mass foliage, um, and not as kind of like yes. garden-y. I'd still call it garden Almost industrial but not chic kind of, like kind very of... natural, wispy look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my personal style is somewhere in between because I love that more modern look, but by using British flowers, that it naturally makes mm. it softer and more delicate mm. and wispy. Um, so yeah, I think I'm somewhere in between the two. That was so maybe like an Anglo. That was an incredible. Look. I mean, I've I've stood in front of a lot of uh, arches and I've stood I've stood in front of a lot of great views, um, but oh. that was like that was very cool. That was cool. It was. They were white plinths Aww. and then they had these pops of colour in these. I'll put I'll put pictures up on the gram and it, it was just it was oh, it was very so I was so excited when I found out you were doing that wedding. And that you know I wasn't very oh. well for that wedding. I told you, didn't I? And I know I was so, you were poorly. so poorly. And I remember we were messaging the night before and I was like, Jen, I I've gotta go. Like not just personally or for Jess and Dan the couple but like these are all like Middleton Lodge is one of the dreamiest venues I think you're incredible the photographer was flown no. over from god knows where I was like I've got to go like professionally yeah. speaking this is everyone's at the, yeah. at the top of their game yeah and again that was like a dream wedding for me in terms of like the kind of client that we were working with because going back to trust I thought like this is a running theme for them it was difficult because the kind of installation that they wanted they live in Berlin, very like, you know, yeah. very design. They're pretty arty, place. aren't they? They're pretty cool um, people, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're very individual and they have uh, very like unique tastes, personal to them. Just me to be able to interpret that. And, you know, looking at the previous weddings that I've done, I'm absolutely sure they were like, oh, I don't quite know if she's yeah. going to get it because it wasn't, you know, a typical design that we would do. But I think because I love that kind of look myself, I mean, I know they were super oh, happy. Oh, yeah. 
with it I, I got so many lovely messages from Jets I know they were happy and again it's just trusting that your vendors that, that you've chosen are the right ones and picking the ones that you are drawn to not necessarily yeah. the cheapest one or the one that is recommended yeah. by your venue or you know it's you're, you're spending money on this and it's for the rest of your yeah. life you've got to look at these pictures you need to pick the people that that you do you know what I was thinking with. the other day and I um, probably shouldn't say this out loud but so I'm only going to say it to you Close your Uh-oh. ears, everyone. Okay. I was thinking the other day. Th- <laughs> I'm, I'm do- in the process of reading my website, and I'm, I'm trying to describe things. Oh, and I was no. thinking the other day. You know what? Why should people have me at their wedding? And I was like, because so often the memories of the wedding day actually last longer than the marriage. Isn't that awful? Oh like, what an awful thought. <laughs> but it's true. Oh, like, no. I feel like there are people out there, and wow. even if they get divorced, which I think is one in three. Okay, sorry, but it is then they're always going to remember their wedding day. They might not want to remember the person they marry, but they're always going to remember the flowers. <laughs> Absolutely. And you want them to be like, shame about yeah. the husband, but the flowers but those flowers, <laughs> he's a it. dick, but those flowers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they were worth <laughs> they it, so weren't good. they? Oh my God. I don't think I've ever had any clients split up. Well, you so don't far. know. I'm pretty sure. I People have asked me I that and not. I'm like, I don't I know, not. but I have had a client before when no, I was true. working at the venue and he, I was talking about this the other day actually, and he inquired, he got married with us. And then about five years later, the same inquiry from the same email. And we still had all of his information. Oh. I was like, well, hang on a minute. It can't be the same guy. And someone in the office was like, well, obviously it is. He's just getting married again. And it was. I was like, why oh do you want to come back God. to the same bloody venue? Yeah. Why would she probably didn't know. they want the same place? I know no. people are strange though, aren't they? Oh God. Has anyone ever yeah, said to you like, weird. I want that's this? And you thought, pipe down. Margaret, because that's ugly as sin. <laughs> have you ever been like, no, you have little to no taste? Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't work with you. Taste. You are not allowed. Um, I mean, well, I need to be diplomatic. No, you don't. So, no one listens to this podcast. Two, I'm pretty sure things. it's just my mum. No, I do. Oh, stop. Stop. Um, so, well, mums. Oh my God, mums are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> mums are the worst and it's the mums of the grooms if they've not got any daughters I'm saying it now they are the worst I think they they just want yeah. the day to be so perfect and I think you know you have to be yeah flexible and realize we're all just we're people, just people trying, trying to do, our, do best. our best we're just people trying to do our best I'm not a magician I can't make yeah. the weather you know be perfect and not yes, hot well. and make your flowers I had one where she was like I can't what she said but it was something along the lines of so what will oh you God, do yeah. if it's a really hot day how will you keep the flowers alive and I'm like yeah like what do you serious? want me to do like, what are you expecting me to say to you like yeah I'm, I can't just produce like you know perfect weather for you um or stop flowers from wilting uh, that was a very mm, long story. That I wedding. can imagine. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when they're tricky, not not intentionally, but just because they care yeah. so much about it. Um, and then what was, there was nothing I was going to say to you. Oh. Oh. Um. Yeah. So also when inquiries come through, you can very often tell from an initial inquiry if somebody has a very specific mm. design in mind. Uh, and you can what, like filter theme. if they're not quite the right client for you. Yeah, or you know, a lot of the time, if they send a shopping list, like we want a bridal bouquet, ten bridesmaids, fifteen buttonholes, twenty six centerpieces. I'm like, I can tell you're just trying to oh, get the price out of me, and I'm not interested. What in about doing that if you got an email from wedding. like 
it's not. I love inspiring. Dungeons and Dragons at hotmail.com. Yeah, I love that. Stop I it. I love that. <laughs> I love like individual. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. I'm not necessarily into a themed wedding, but I wouldn't say no if it was my flowers. <laughs> not sure what we could do for Dungeons and Dragons, but I'd give like, it a crack. The weather is bleak at <laughs> gmail.co.uk. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that one. Sounds <laughs> a bit negative. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give anything a go. The right, <laughs> the right kind, kind of client and the right kind of dollar. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got Pretty a price, right. people. We're here for the romance, but girls got to eat, okay? <laughs> now, that's funny about girls. Australia. I'm going back like 10 minutes. But Australia, I feel like maybe five or six years ago, did become like, and is still to this day, like the the place for weddings wedding inspiration and like wedding suppliers and like all of like the dress designers the florists the venues the photographers they all seem to be bloody australian interesting isn't it i don't know why it's driving trends so much um because actually interestingly australia is behind us in a lot of ways like um, time-wise you know, just from living there like I the world clock <laughs> you're behind <laughs> us <laughs> i think that's actually like know. way, way ahead um, but just like in, i don't know they i don't know their society though it's not um it's not the same as here it, it, i'd say it's almost like living about you know five oh really five to ten years ago in certain ways um not in a, yeah. a negative way it's just yeah, yeah. an observation um so i'm not sure what it is about their weddings and events that are, are driving our trend so much i think it's because it's very different from what we're doing you know we look at american weddings and they are a lot of the time the ones we are seeing are very big yeah. very traditional lots of marquee like fairy tents um that kind of look whereas in australia i think they've been forced to look at things differently because the weather is yeah. so insane over there they're forced to look at uh, different designs, different products, different ways of doing things. And maybe that's inspiring to yeah, us. It's an I'm interesting sure. one. Um, but I know, yeah, it is. And I, I love looking at their, their work. Also having, you know, gone out there to see how they're doing things, I can confirm there is no secret. They're all just battling the heat. There is no special flower. There's no special product. It's, yeah. Although there is a product that they're using, which I haven't used. I'm sure it's very well known amongst flowers here, but I've never used it. And it's Ooh, called that Quick sounds dip. a bit naughty. What and, is it? Um, Let's well, go for a quick dip. Mm, I know. It's very, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know what it does. And the bottle has absolutely no. No, I think, or I think someone was pushing drugs on believe. you, Jen. Yeah, that very sounds toxic, like you were being, you were being lured. Yeah. Or you were being groomed or something. Perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, I can tell you that you dip your flower in there and it is uh, very strong. How weird. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's doing. It's like opening no. the capillaries or something and it making it extremely uh, strong. But it's obviously a toxic No, I don't think that's, that's sustainable. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's one of the things we can do and we're trying to do How better. Funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, so they're doing again. They're doing their best. Well, you've got to fight against all these elements, haven't you? I love their flowers. I know, and they really are. I was working with a florist on their marquee wedding in the middle of New South Wales, and I think it was like thirty-five degrees inside the marquee, which is and it had open sides, so it wasn't even in direct sun. It is so hot, and one of the florists on the team had migraines, and like you know, they were just Mm. battling constantly. It's not glamorous. 
And we just have people to, think it's a glamorous it. industry to work in. It's no, not. It, oh my god, it is the most unglamorous. I mean, you're getting changed in ditches. I'm getting all sorts of ditches. I am doing all sorts of ditches, but Terrible. actually, when I say it's not glamorous, it's not glamorous. But out of all the different things, I've not done that many different things, but out of all the different things I've done within the wedding industry over the years, this is the most, being a celebrant is probably the most glamorous because I literally turn up, do my thing, looking fabulous and then leave. Look, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You always do look great. Even when you've got... Even when I've got food poisoning. You still look great. how you did it. Now, darling, if you had to (laughs) give, if you had to give three top tips, Jen... Jen Evans of Liberty oh, Lane. I know no. I didn't warn you, so you haven't had time to rehearse. So just make it up, and if it's shit, then I'll just okay. I'll put something in there in its place. That's fine. Okay. All right. Let me let me think. Is this for this is for florists? This like is florist this is for people choosing their flowers or choosing their florist for their wedding day. Oh, for their wedding. Okay. Um, you need to pick vendors that you love don't pick the ones that you think are the best priced like the cheapest yeah pick people that you click with um tell them oh this is number two tell them your budget don't think that by us knowing your budget we are trying to rip you off we're not we're trying to make suggestions you're trying to work within that budget yeah you and how much you want to spend yeah exactly if you tell me you want to spend ten thousand pounds I will make suggestions that work for that. If you want to spend £20,000, I'll make suggestions for less than that. After more than that. Yeah, my God. <laughs> no, what kind of... <laughs> what celebrities? <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's rephrase. Yeah, we're not trying to rip you off. We're trying to just do the best that we can to make it look how you want yeah. it to look. works with your budget. Um, and then, like we said before, choose what you love. Don't be driven by what you're seeing yeah. all over Pinterest, all over Instagram choose what it is you love if you if you want white roses because they're sentimental or you know your your grandmother had a certain kind of flower at her wedding tell us that don't pick like pampas grass because it's trendy wendy yeah popular at the moment yeah it doesn't it just needs to be what you love because you will look back in 10 20 years and think oh i'm so glad i chose white roses because my grandmother had them all because they meant so and so to me. That would so, yeah. I really my, didn't my warn tips. you, and they, for um, off the cuff, they were very yeah. good top tips. Oh, thanks. I tried. I have. I had tips for like. Oh, go hit me with those because well. God my knows who's listening. Get, you know, anyone. Well, I, I could be big in Australia. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you are. You will be. <laughs> if not yet, you will be soon. Yeah. Um, I'll post this. You'll be all over the place. Um, I think no, my, my my ultimate tip for any small business is get Good. an accountant. Know what you're doing because my my strong. No, I don't know shit. I don't know anything about um, the logistics or the admin no. or the behind the scenes stuff. I'm a creative. I just want to be creative. No, that's it. And ultimately, you have to mm. realise you can't be good at everything. Um, and I don't, I don't want to be good at everything. No, it is consuming. Yeah. And if I can mm. give my, I know, I yeah, if I can give my accounts to someone else, please take them. <laughs> Make my life easier. So yeah, there's a lot I could talk about. Like tips. I know. Well, I feel like I could, I could um, talk. Yeah, I feel like I could talk to you all day, but. Because with this drama we had with the podcast, I'm holding oh. the mic. It's not on a stand, and I can't feel my right arm. If I'm totally honest, my, my right arm's completely gone. <laughs> It's completely and gone. And Drew said I could move. I have moved. Move I've shifted I and I shimmied a little bit. So hopefully that won't affect the sound. 
Oh, thank you so much for talking to me. You're so welcome. Thank you for asking me. I think that you're absolutely wonderful. And I think that your flowers are completely and utterly beautiful. Honestly, I do. And thank you. That's so kind. Let's try and work together again soon because I just want to be, I want to be surrounded by Liberty Lane floral installations throughout my life. I want to live my life surrounded by your flowers <laughs> surrounded by your flower garden okay I want your flower garden around me <laughs> around you yes that's I always like to leave on a professional note <laughs> yeah and I mean that's exactly what you're doing thank you so much I really appreciate you asking me thank you my darling take care and have a wonderful week and hopefully we will, will we will chat soon and we'll work together soon lots of love take care darling thank you bye 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 Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones. And the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.